is the equip on yay the amcast bay i yay one eek bay atenlay on yay our stay your way in yay all right welcome to the bamcast hey, hey bamcast Woo! Episode 278. That's correct. And that is also a large number of numbers. It is. There are quite a few numbers in 278. <laughs> there are. There are at least three. <laughs> 278 of them. No. Are you sure? Yeah, there's a two, a seven, and an eight. Oh. All right. Anyway, I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And Harlow's dead. No, he <laughs> is He's not, not dead. He's on assignment. He'll be joining us later, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. He, he wants to talk in our big second half extravaganza. He was supposed to be dead. <laughs> Well, paid a man well, to make him dead. Have failed again. Oh, well, guess what? He has a message from the grave for you, BJ. <laughs> oh, oh, good. That's Death what was I was only expecting. The beginning. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and really, and it's going to be about Jurassic World. Oh, so okay. that was like he was like the ghost of Harlow was like I only have one thing to say. Yes, Jurassic that's really World. what I why I wanted to kill him so oh. that we could get his final message from the grave. Well, well, well mission accomplished. Oh, no, okay. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Spooky. yeah. What we do each and every week here on the Bamcast yeah? is we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Yes, we do. <laughs> Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies, they get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. All right. Hooray, robot jocks. Yes, applause for robot jocks. <laughs> bad bad movies, as in stay away, they get one to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Boo. Boo indeed. Rotten. And that's on a negative sliding scale. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I did miss that part. Well, that's yeah. okay. You also I've failed only... to mention that this is our rating system and that we watch them and then talk about yeah, whatever. them. Whatever. Hey, that's for the first we half, watch a bad Nobody's nerfect. Yeah, the first half, we watch a bad movie. Yeah. Second half, we do whatever the fuck we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't what, run things here, man. What are we doing this week, though? This Ooh, week, we watched this week, 1990s Loose Cannons. A fitting title for us. Yes. You are correct. That is a fitting title. A phrase we enjoy hearing in movies. We love it. And without our host here, we are just <laughs> loose cannoning all over the place. Correct. <laughs> yes. All rules out the window. Yep. We're careering off everything. We're just going to get shit done. Yeah. Any way we can. Yep. So First way we're going to do that is with a plot summary. Oh, okay. I'd like to hear what this yes. movie is about. Mac, a two-fisted savvy cop, finds that he's being saddled with a new partner, Ellis, an amazing detective with multiple personality disorder, to uncover a long-lost Nazi sex tape featuring Adolf Hitler, which would jeopardize the political future of the German Chancellor-elect. Huh. Loose Cannons. Yeah. Starring people... (laughs) Yeah. That have no business to being in this movie or a Bamfcast movie. Starring people that are not Bamfcast alums. No. Uh, no. Gene Hackman and Dan Aykroyd. Gene Hackman should never be a Bamfcast alum. I'm sad that he now is. Uh, you picked well, the movie, Chuck. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. I mean, this is on you, man. No, I know. I it's just, all on you. Well, he made it, so it's not like... Dan Aykroyd could show up. I mean, that guy has kind of a shitty career at parts... Yeah. Including this movie. Right around that time period, too. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's just some, like, what there's do we some do bumpy with... road for old Dan. Yeah. Poor Dan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Directed by uh, Bob Clark. Bob Clark. Oh, good old Bobby Clark. Mm-hmm. Has not made any Banffcast movies, Robert but Clark. made like Porky's, Porky's 2, Christmas Story, a few other things. Yeah. He's done good work. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, as far as Bamcast alums, Ronnie Cox is in this briefly. Might as well not be in this, actually. Yeah, it's almost like an extended cameo from Ronnie Cox, except this is, you know, back when it was like, yeah, I kind of recognize that guy. Yeah. It's not like nowadays we're like, man, fucking Ronnie Cox, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Nancy Travis. <laughs> yeah. In, in, I, is this like her first role? It's early. It is early. Yeah. And she's doing an accent. So, yeah, it's weird. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> yeah. And Dom De- basically, Dom DeLuise is the third star of this movie. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That should tell you a little something right there. Also a loose cannon. I guess. Yeah. Porn broker, porno dealer, Dom DeLuise. Yeah, which is how he gets into the plot. Um, uh, yeah. David Allen Greer is in this. I, I want to make sure to mention. Briefly. Briefly. Yeah, he's like Gene Hackman's original partner in the very beginning Who, of the movie. And he, then he gets jettisoned for no good reason. Immediately. Yeah. Just yeah. like, hey, got a new partner for you. So Because the other yeah. one's dead? I don't know. I just, David Allen Greer was like, that guy's crazy. I don't want to hang out with him anymore. Boo. Mm. mean old Gene Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> well. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. We're introduced to Gene Hackman fairly quickly. And he's like, well, the whole like credit sequence is out in the foggy. I mean, oh, this is God. the thing that sets the whole movie up, which is oh, just God. foggy nothing somewhere with a bunch of dudes in costumes on a boat. And another boat appears and there's shooting and yelling and lots of things yeah. said in German. And then a boat goes through a building and yeah. And all the people in the boat are dressed like Alice in Wonderland characters. Yes. Including Dom DeLuise. Yes. Who is the queen of hearts. They came from the hookers ball, right? The hookers ball. <laughs> I want to go hook- to the hookers. ball. I would like to go to the hookers brawl. <laughs> oh, the hookers hookers brawl? Ball? I'd hookers love to go ball. to the hookers Too. brawl. Maybe, maybe Willie dynamite is there at, at, the, at either Man. one. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've come from the hookers ball. Right. And we and don't know why they're being chased, but no, they're they are like, being chased in Germany. Yeah. They're all creeping through the fog in what is honestly like one of the worst title sequences I've ever seen. Like it actually hurt my eyes to try and read the title sequence. Yeah, in this movie. It was like red. So red lighting and blue sort of highlights. And then the, the, the title card was all like electric blue. All the words were yeah. electric blue. Yeah. And they were in a really thin serif font. So it's yeah. got all the accents on it. But uh, like it, it it was giving me seizures, literally watching it. It was I, pretty bad. I bit through my tongue. It's oh. amazing that I'm able to speak right now. We but. should get you to a hospital. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, they, yeah. they get chased. Yeah, they get chased. Boat crashes into a marina. Mm-hmm. And somehow Dom DeLuise is the one who gets away. Dom DeLuise and the other guy. Yeah, but the, the other German. guy does not matter from that point forward. That's no, Steckler. Yeah, that's Steckler. They keep yelling his name Stickler. throughout the entire Stickler. goddamn Stickler. movie. And then he comes back later. But, I mean, he yeah. doesn't matter for 90% of the movie. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, and then from there, we're introduced to Gene Hackman. Yes. With David Allen Greer as his partner. Yes. Who has to stop two people in a an apartment building from having the loudest sex <laughs> He's such a in lo- human history. He's such a loose cannon that he's been busted down to vice cop yeah. to go for sex noise complaints. And yeah, David Allen Greer and him um, enter this apartment, and there's this very obnoxious woman, very very obnoxious, um, who is being as loud as the sex havers um and shouting <laughs> the sex the havers. sex havers that's that's my new hbo Rated show R. um 
she's shouting at him to you know shouting at the both of them to try to get these these sex havers to quiet down because mm-hmm. they are just screaming ungodly hell um, yeah like the woman is shouting uh, all sorts of things about animals and the guy is just yeah yeah it's 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 comical sex noise bullshit right which is it's like the loudest thing in the world you can hear it from outside yeah like dogs are howling and just it's just dumb movie chaos bullshit yeah and hackman and and david allen greer basically like we're the the health department make sure you're wearing a condom no more sex until you put a condom on Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, this, 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 this is fools the, 80s. the guy. Yeah, yeah but this yeah. goes through the sp- this. I mean, it's they spend five minutes on this of just like, come on, guy, stop having the sex and put a condom mm-hmm. on, and I'm gonna you got a form to fill out, and yeah, it's just David Allen is like, you nutty guy, you you nutty guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they they fix that, and then they go to the police station, and then it's pretty much almost immediately Gene Hackman's told, hey, they need you on this murder case, the the porno murders yeah yeah i guess the porno murders yeah i think they do exactly call it the porno murders they do that's the case yeah the porno murderer (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so he's immediately put on the case and he you know he's because he's a loose king he's like oh whatever i they're like you're gonna have a new partner and he's like no i don't need a partner i work alone blah 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 yeah name your cliche and i might mention it yes yeah and so that that's when they cut to Dan Aykroyd, who is like in a monk priest in a outfit monastery. Thing. monastery. Yeah, yeah, he's in a monastery. And he's wearing the habit, not habit. No, just robes. robes. He's yeah. just in yeah. the friar tuck outfit. Yeah, and basically like his, and it's apparently his psychiatrist who's talking to him, telling him, you know, we you're you're good to go, but you're you understand like when you go out there, you're going to be involved in violence, and that might be bad for you and he's like i understand but i have to do what needs to be done or something weird like that Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just weird he's painting the entire time yeah (laughs) though though i i did appreciate the reveal which is him painting the last (laughs) supper with his face on each apostle and on jesus and everybody in the last supper but like some of them he's got he's like got blues brothers sunglasses on and yeah, it's just like he painted every character he's ever played sans a Ghostbuster onto this <laughs> thing. It's really kind of strange. Yeah. But whatever. But then, <laughs> yeah. And and apparently Gene Hackman is like, he's got this one detective guy, like the guy who tells him what's going to be, ha- you know, he's like, all right, here, you're going to have this. You got a new partner, all this. Mm-hmm. And this guy's just busting his balls the entire time. Westgate. Yeah. He was in tracks. He was. Ooh, yeah. Tracks. I know I recognize him from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, and and then, you know, it's like, we find out Gene Hackman's living in his car, which is like one of those old... It's, like, a, it's a Woody. Yeah, one of the old Woodies, where it's just got all the wood paneling on the side, and mm-hmm. like, what what is that, 1950s? Uh, 50s, like, yeah. early It's 60s. like one of those 30s, that should have like... 30s and 40s. Oh, is that old? Yeah, I think it's 30s and 40s. It's still, it looks like it, it should have some surfboards, you know, yes. tacked oh, sure, to the yeah. top of it. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. The kids had the kids in the fifties and sixties had Woodies because they were cheap. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Well, Gene Hackman still contract, has one please. in pristine condition, which well, makes he, us go, "Man, that thing's gonna get fucked up." Yeah. Well, when they 
when they first introduce it, he's like, oh, this is the thing that you've been working on for 60 years. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's my baby. It's It represents order in the world and all that's good in life. And I sit in the car and turn it on and it it feels like order. And we're like, no, it's going to get yeah, fucked. This car is going to get uh, immediately fucked. The car is done. Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, next morning, you know, but, th- but this just establishes, hey, Whatever, all his possessions are in this car because the next morning the cops wake him up in the car. Like, hey, chief sent for you. That whole thing was weird because there was obviously a chunk of movie missing mm-hmm. uh, because like he's parked outside of a like an apartment building somewhere and all of his shit is stacked on top of and inside his car, which is he he's sleeping in it. Yeah. And like it's kind of mentioned at one point that he says there was a fire in his apartment but i don't think that's he, what ha- yeah there he was said probably he had a wife character yeah. and he got thrown out because he's a loose cannon and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff but man they gloss over this for no reason but yeah a, a beat cop basically comes up and is like hey there's been another <laughs> porno murder <laughs> yeah you need to go check it out uh yeah so he goes and he brings his cat with him because he didn't want to leave the cat in the car. Right. Yeah, Which, he brings know, a cat to a crime scene. Always a good idea. Yeah, it's better than letting the cat <laughs> yeah. fry in the car, dude. Sure, I know. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. But yeah, and a lot of people ask him, is that a cat? <laughs> He's like, yes, it's a fucking cat. What's wrong with you? <laughs> at least three people ask uh-huh. him about the cat, but... He's just he's at the crime scene and you just off screen. You just hear someone puking the entire time. Mm-hmm. And Hackman just keeps walking by this person like, who the fuck is that? And the cap's like, well, that's your new guy. Yeah. Your new partner, Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. No. It's Dan Aykroyd back mm-hmm. on the case. Yeah. And they get to where the boat crashed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dan Aykroyd is just getting progressively goofier and goofier. Like, like he's, he, he look, he goes down to the shore and then he kind of runs up to the marina where the boat crashed and he does the thing and he's waving his arms and he's, <laughs> he's just, doing boat noises. Yeah. yeah. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> being dumb and and gene that's Hackman's the best just, way to describe it yeah, yes, and being dumb and gene hackman's just sitting on the dock like who the fuck is this guy yeah he's laughing at him just like yeah. what is this like, yeah. nut job look at this maroon i'm being candid cameraed <laughs> basically yeah yeah so he's uh eventually dan Eckert says all right here's what happened and he describes the scene from the beginning of the movie almost note for note mm-hmm like, exactly. And then Gene Hackman's like, all right, well, I got a few questions about that. Do you want them one by one or do you want them all now? He's like, no, give, me all, give them all to me now. Like, well, we'll, yeah, let's do it. So basically, he's like, all right, how do you know the dude was German? How do you know that the guy was like 300 pounds? How do you know? Like, basically everything, he's like tearing it apart. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Aykroyd is able to go, all right, well, because he's like, well, how do you know that they fired the gun from the boat? How do you know they weren't on the on the shore already? And, you know, and, and he goes and explains because of the bullet pattern that it must have been the waves that were bumping it and basically has an explanation for everything. And Gene Hackman's like, all right, I think you're still full of shit, but your explanations kind of they work all right, I guess. And so this establishes, hey, I guess I guess I can work with this guy, maybe mm-hmm. until they get in the car. To which Dan Aykroyd just proceeds to annoy the fuck out of Gene Hackman very quickly. Yeah, it's just, just a, hey, turn off the radio, you're killing my vibes. Please don't smoke, It. I'm mm-hmm. allergic. Hey, your cat is poison. <laughs> Please don't drive fast. 
stop being Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah. Just all just all the things. Yeah. And Gene Hackman, like, like when he gets to the fourth one, which is basically like slow down, Hackman mm-hmm. just slams on the brakes and yeah. is just like, you know. Oh, yeah. And dumps the shit, like everything in the car. Yeah. And, you know, they just come to a crashing halt and he's just like, look, man, I'm. I'm cop. I'm Gene Hackman. Let me yeah. do my thing. Stop being a jerk. And mm-hmm. and Dan Aykroyd's like, I I ruined it, didn't I? I ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they bond over that. I guess because I don't know. Yeah. From there they go to the sex club. Yeah, they go to the S and M club. Oh God, which S and M club? This is, is like this is just painful. This is this is unfortunate. Um, yeah, this is like the when you have like the sixty-year-old man who's like, "What do the kids do in these sex club <laughs> right. things?" Yeah, so it's like a kiss in the show late '80s, and someone saw a leather daddy somewhere and was like, "Well, put some of them in there, and put some girls in there, and cat makeup, and and it's make just, everyone vaguely muscular." <laughs> it's just—it's the saddest. It's a terrible club. It's the saddest sex club. Like, no one would go in there. No one of no. any kink of any kind would go into this place. And there's it's, not unless even Unless you're any... into maybe Kiss. I don't know. And there's like, not even really any S&M going on. No, no there's there, zero. There's none. It's just people wearing strange outfits. The only thing even remotely sexy that's going on is as soon as they walk in, there's a woman that's just uh, topless, but she's got her breasts painted. Yeah. And there's a guy dancing behind her yeah. and touching mm-hmm. her. And like... They they really lead they front load the the sexiness because right. nothing yeah. else after that it's even just, remotely interesting. It's is just happening. a bunch of generic dudes drinking yeah. at a bar, right? Yeah, yeah, I wearing guess. like leather strap stuff and yeah. some of those leather hats. Yeah, you yeah. know the stuff like we're wearing right now. Yeah, and the guy <laughs> sexy you, things. You know they walk in and the and the leather daddy dress guy is basically, hey man, you. This is a private club. Can't be in here. And Gene Hackman, you know, is like, oh, we're just you know we're just checking it out. We're cool. He's like, no, really. You like? Doesn't he try like the health department line or something again? I don't think he does that, but he just he pulls out the badge. He's like, this badge lets me go anywhere. And the guy's like, fake badges are a dime a dozen, pal. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, he just says, let me see it again. Yeah, and he and Hackman's like, nope. Yeah, Yeah. and then Hackman (laughs) just starts pushing people out of the way. Yeah, eventually just takes a swing at a dude. Yeah, a dude who was not coming at him. A dude who was just in the club. Yeah, and then the club's like, well, fuck this noise. Yeah. We're going to beat your ass, Gene Hackman. And uh-huh. quite frankly, they have every right to beat Gene Hackman's yes. ass, <laughs> as yeah. they should. But they comically beat his ass, which is basically like slam head into bar, give him enough time to say something to his buddy, mm-hmm. and then slam his head down To again. which Dan Aykroyd is like, oh, God, violence. Nope, not yeah. my thing. Yeah, and he starts making an O-face like... Oh my god! It's just like it's, like he is. It's just I'm going. It's, he's jizzing in his crazy pants. Face, but it's, <laughs> how is there not just an a looping animated gif of this somewhere on the internet? There will be. Yeah, I was going to say, imager, don't let me down. But so uh, yeah, yeah, he gets the O face for a while and then rolls his eyes back in his head and suddenly just starts doing random impersonations of anything. Well, he starts out doing a British accent. Like a forceful British accent, like, mm-hmm. hello, I'm a British man here. Get out of my way. And everyone is just taken aback by this. Like, what on earth? And then he's basically yeah. like, I'm going yeah. to fight you. Yeah. And he's yeah. going like, Marquis of Queensbury style. Yeah. You know, he's just got the fists up in the 30s style boxing and shit thing. And, and then morphs into the Cowardly Lion and the Lone Ranger. And it's, it, it's at this point that the movie turns from 
well, this is just kind of nothing. That Why did this movie get made? To this, which is just like, this is the most painful, embarrassing, awkward thing I've seen in a long time. It's just Dan Aykroyd riffed through a bunch of weird impressions. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of... that are any good or no, relevant. No, it no. kind of feels like the guy, like if you've ever had to do like a work team building thing or a treat thing, and they're like, we got to do a skit. And you know, and Dan Aykroyd's that guy. He's like, I do, I do funny voices, man. I yeah. can, I can do a bunch. Of I took an them. improv class. I can do like whatever. I, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I did the improv class. It was, yeah, it was me and a bunch of other white guys. It was amazing. And I can do. Eight, <laughs> give me a voice. Just tell me a voice, and I'll do it. Yes, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of like the same voice. <laughs> he's that fucking guy. Yeah, uh, like that. No one was like, no one wanted to be like, dude. None of this works. Yeah, it's like almost easier to be like, just let him run out of steam and ignore him, and <laughs> just let him get yeah, sweaty just let and pass him get out. Tired. <laughs> Give him a juice box; he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> the, the weird thing, and I'm just going to straight up comment on this because it's happened at this point, is that I mean, this basically becomes the movie, which is like something will happen and he will wig out and start doing this mm-hmm. thing. Uh, basically, it's a mental illness played for laughs, yeah, which is bad, mm-hmm. but to the extent of the jokes and voices and stuff are basically for like five-year-olds and no one higher. But this movie is very much R with its sex clubs and Hitler sex tape and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they say fuck once or twice. A lot. A lot, actually. It's like, whoa. Our adult. I mean, I get there's like sort of a Three Stooges mentality for adults who are like, yeah, okay, slapsticky fun. But this ain't it. You know? No. <laughs> it's like, what? who is? I, it's one of those movies where it's like, who is this made for? For Dan Aykroyd, apparently. I guess, because it's like, okay, this is obviously the premise. Like, we've hit the meat of this movie. These are going to be the jokes, but they are not jokes. Well, this is the point where you you realize, like, it's it's like, you know this guy's made comedies before, but it feels like (laughs) if I tried to make, like, a serious romantic film, I wouldn't know how to fucking do it. I would have no clue how to make a romantic film that, like, that works for its target audience. Yeah. That's what this feels like, is like... Are you saying you're just not romantic, or what, what's the I'm saying commentary? I just wouldn't know how to do it. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of movies I like and would know how to make. I gotcha, I gotcha. That is about as far off of the list, other than, like, you know, a historical period drama. I think yeah. you could do it. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, if you think about... That would be about, like asking me to make any movie, really. I mean, just, like, just like quality-wise. Yeah, but you know what? If, you, if we made an action movie, you would probably know how to film an explosion. Oh, kind of, maybe. I mean, but... No, you would. You'd be like, all right, we can't just be like, right. You would know. You would understand basic things about it. Sure. Enough to make us go, all right, you know what? Maybe the rest of it sucked, but that explosion fucking rocked. Okay, fair enough. But... See, that's what I'm saying, is this feels like it was made by somebody who's like, jokes. How do we do those? How do we do those? (laughs) How do you do a fucking joke? (laughs) Yeah. But, okay. It was Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. (laughs) Andrew Dice Clay, man. Yeah, was the era for that. But it feels like guys like, Dan, be funny. Funny and yeah, just do stump, do something. We have no script, and it's also like that guy in the theater who's just like can't stop laughing yeah. even at the stuff that isn't funny. Like you almost get the feeling that director was like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, someone on the set was just like, this "Oh, is this fucking- is this is gonna kill. This is gonna make a hundred million dollars." Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, you look at Bob Clark's filmography. Like he does these two raunchy sex comedies, Porky's and Porky's Two, then does a Christmas Story that probably starts to fuck with your brain. It's like mm. I can't. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's just lost in that, in, yeah. in between those worlds. Because it's it's like I, man, yeah. I, but but either way, the scene's terrible. Dan Aykroyd's terrible, and basically just embarrassing himself. Yeah, I mean it's cringeworthy. It's like 
please, I don't want to look at the screen. Shut my eyes. I can't yeah. watch And thankfully, Dom DeLuise basically stops it. Yeah. Because he comes out with a gun and he's like, are you guys really cops or what? And they're like, and he's Hackman's like, yeah, I'm a cop. I don't know what the fuck he is, but right. yes. <laughs> and he's like, I need protection. They're crazy. Yeah. They're going to kill yeah. me. Dom DeLuise, thankfully, like steals and or saves this this scene because like he because he that, ends it because he ends it but he he sort well, of brings that like that honest frenetic energy yeah to a scene and he's like just asking a question and then asking a question and then question statement question statement question mm-hmm. statement uh in that kind of you know in a way that i like out of uh, well he understands always. a rhythm of things yes yes he has comic timing yeah Something Which that Dan Aykroyd should have. I mean, but. fucker was on Saturday Night Live for five years. You know, people like that. <laughs> Gene Hackman, obviously not known for comedy, but uh, no. has acted professionally in a lot of things and yes. is quite acclaimed for it. And I don't. It's one of those cases you wonder if Gene Hackman knew what he was getting into. I, I this, this was this was that period of time where they just started taking acclaimed actors and putting them in garbage. Like it, it was, it, I mean, you think about this time period where it's like De Niro, Pacino and Hackman and all these guys were in nothing. They were in absolutely nothing. And it, it almost seemed like some sort of concerted effort to just be like those guys from the seventies, fuck them. Let's put them in this. Mm-hmm. But you know, Hackman at least throughout this entire movie seems like he's having a good time. He's happy Kinda. throughout this entire thing. So I, he must have just been thinking about the giant paycheck that I'm sure they they handed over to him yeah. when they signed him. So, uh, yeah, but th- I mean, this like so they're basically leaving the club. Mm-hmm. And is this when like the car chase happens? Because they've got Dom De- they're putting Dom DeLuise in the car and they start to peel away. And that's when the yeah. car with the rocket launcher shows up. Yes. <laughs> yes. OK, so yes. they're just like. Well, there's a bit of exposition at first because they're just yelling at Dom DeLuise like, what the fuck is happening? And he's like, the sex tape, I saw the porno. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, Hitler had sex with a couple of dudes on film and there's some other stuff on it too. And I I saw it. And everyone who sees it dies. It's like the ring or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like, which I would imagine, you know, most people probably wouldn't want to see a Hitler sex tape. But uh, <laughs> so. Especially not the Nazis. Yeah. So, I mean, all this shit is glossed over real quick. It's just like, Hitler sex tape, everyone's dying because this guy and he's in it and mm-hmm. s- s- bad guys and stuff. And then immediately car shows up with rocket launcher. Yeah. It's the Germans. Yeah. The, and yeah. it's like, well, look out. And then, <laughs> and so they fire this rocket launcher, which misses them and hits like this truck. It hits a gas well, it, truck. And the whole city block basically <laughs> goes up. I mean, this is the best part of the movie. Uh, right yes. Here. Hands down. Hands I down. mean, this explosion. Holy God. It's fucking awesome. It's it's might have gotten away from them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whoever like I want to meet the guy who made this explosion and shake his Mm, hand because it is a motherfucker of an explosion Mm -hmm. like screen filling orange flame. And it's like multiple directions of things coming out. Yeah, because it's coming forward and hitting all the parked cars in front of the truck that exploded. And yeah. It's wrecking the building. Just when this happens, it's like, oh, okay, maybe this movie's got some chops. Maybe we're going to have some action. No, no. Well, of course, they get out of the car and are just like, huh? Holy fuck. Yeah. Good thing that didn't hit us. What happens here? The car is like (laughs) the the Nazis are right there. They're like, all right, let's just turn around and reload here. Yeah. They're right there. Dan Aykroyd has jumped out in the middle of the street and is again doing the cowardly lion thing, going to punch the car. Gene Hackman is loading a... He's pulled a blunderbuss out of his car. Yeah, and is loading it, and is taking forever. Like it does. And I'm like, what? 
And he you has, own a he gun. He has a weapon. He has yeah. a service revolver. But he wanted a big gun, not a little pea shooter. But what? A blunderbuss? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be one of those things like... I, I okay. just imagine Bob Clark being like, this will be zany. Yeah. It'll there's zany. Zany. Okay, yes. People in, will like it because it's zany. In the movie, ridiculous. If I was being chased by Nazis and I knew that the <laughs> biggest gun I had on me was a blunderbuss, yes, that but, would mean A, I had a chance to fire that blunderbuss and not get arrested, and B, <laughs> it's the biggest weapon I have on me. I might as well give it a shot. Because mm-hmm. they've got a rocket launcher. I under, Yeah, I understand the logic of, well, I have that's a just, blunderbuss, that's better just use my it. Logic, logic. But, but the logic of having it in the first place just He said seems... he got it at a pawn shop. They, yeah. The guy said it worked. It's just dumb. It, it's like... <laughs> no, it's really dumb. You wouldn't have a blunderbuss. It's because he doesn't fu- even get to fire it. No, he does. No, he does. That's what disables the car. Yeah. Okay. He, he, gets, uh, he hits the grill of the car, and then the car creams out of control. And, that's right. And that one dude, that one stuntman... Oh, he oh. goes... Oh, he, the guy oh, who was man. holding the rocket launcher tumbles out. And yeah, over. so yeah. He, the, the guy with the rocket launcher was standing out of the... Like, standing up out of the sunroof. Yeah. And he just fucking flips out of the... Uh, out of the off of the car, basically, yeah. forward over the yeah. car. Yeah, at first I was mad that Gene Hackman didn't just shoot a dude, that he shot the radiator for some reason. Yeah. But, but then when that dude, that stuntman, that stuntman took it, which we always appreciate. He's dead. Yeah. When, when a man's willing to die for his craft. Clearly. And for this one, especially. Oh, man. Yeah. What, a, what, the, oh, what an artist. Imagine <laughs> that on your tombstone. Died filming loose cannons. Loose cannons. Well, you know. Time goes by, people don't remember what the fuck Loose Cannons is. You see that on a grave, you go, man, that guy died for Loose Cannons. Yeah. That movie must be crazy. <laughs> it's called Loose Cannons, and this guy died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A man died. <sighs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. at the don't they take him back to the precinct. They take Dom DeLuise back, and, oh, wait, no, they have to get back first. Yeah. And somehow, Dan Aykroyd has ended up driving. Yes. And is driving super slow. Right. And Gene Hackman's in the back going, all right, uh, you know, cops and robbers, let's do this. Like, like you got to drive fast. He won't drive fast because he plays by the rules. Mm. I refuse to drive fast. <laughs> so he just berates him into triggering his mental illness. Mm-hmm. So he will drive faster. Yeah. And then immediately regrets that decision. <laughs> As do we, because this becomes like Dan Aykroyd doing every Star Trek voice badly. Mm-hmm. And it, fuck, it's... It's a seven mile an hour car chase where things are barely getting touched and falling over. Yes. It's just less said about this. About they end up in a in a crate full of chickens and shit. <laughs> they <laughs> ruin yeah. they ruin that car. Yeah, oh, they yeah, do. they do fuck Absolutely up the car. ruin that car. But and the Germans get away. Of sure. course. But yeah, they <sighs> like and, the, the military police show up and put a stop to it. They're like, you know, freeze. And yeah. that and and so <laughs> The next scene is Gene Hackman yelling at his captain, which is the opposite of what happens in a Loose mm-hmm. Cannons movie. <laughs> yeah. The Loose Cannon is yelling at the captain like, who is this fucking idiot you paired me with? And the guy's like, well, he's my nephew. And Hackman's like, God damn it. <laughs> what? Yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't want any part of this. But then then the captain tells him like <laughs> this kind of horrifying story about what happened to Dan Aykroyd yes. and why he's so messed up. Not funny at all. <laughs> no. no. He's like, you know, he's like, well, you know, we had this kid in my family. He's terrible. He's just a terrible, he's the worst, can't do anything. And he wanted to be a cop and wanted to be a cop. So we're like, fine, work in narcotics, which I don't know. I'd maybe put him in the in the <laughs> evidence room or something, but yeah. fine, put him in narcotics. And then they're like, and then he went undercover. It's like, why would you put him undercover? Well, Look no, at didn't him. They, didn't they say that like he 
turned out to be really good. He was really good yeah. at the stuff, yeah. just the logistical stuff. Yeah. But then they were like, then they put him undercover. And then the Colombians got him and tortured him for two, two days. days. And it's... I, it, why did you take... Why so many dark twists for what should be a... What should be almost like hot fuzz? Yeah, but... It, I don't know. No. This, this is supposed to Why be the Nazi moment that makes well. It's, and it's supposed Colombian to make Hackman go torture. Oh, okay, this guy's just not crazy. He sacrificed himself for the force, so mm-hmm. you know maybe I'll cut him some slack or whatever. But yeah, I yeah this this it's this awkward. leads to Gene Gene Hackman just being like, all right, well I guess we're partners, and <laughs> and I'm gonna live with you. Yeah, <laughs> and he has to stay with Dan Aykroyd <laughs> at Dan Aykroyd's house. Uh huh. Which Dan Aykroyd warns him, if I have nightmares, I might do some weird stuff, so you might want to lock the door. And Gene Hackman's like, dude, I can take care of myself. I've seen some shit. I'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, in the middle of the night. Three in the morning. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd on a speedball, just screaming and going nuts. And I don't even know what impression he's doing. It's at that it's point. not really it, it's half pirate at some point, but most of it is just gibberish and it's also again kind of disturbing. Yeah. It's like the scene kind of isn't played for laughs, even though it's comical voices coming from the mm-hmm. other room, which Hackman then just bars the door and locks it and gets his gun and crawls back into bed. Yeah. Uh and says good night everybody. Yeah. And then the next day he's like, man, I told you know he doesn't tell him that, you know, he went crazy the night before, but from like this point on those two guys are best friends. Like this incident is like Hackman realizing, oh, this guy's really fucked up. Well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna like him a lot, mm-hmm. and that's the end of our conflict because that's basically it. Yeah, they're and, just and like we're never, partners doing a case. Now. Yeah, and he never tells him like, no, nah, you went fucking nuts last yeah, night, no, dude. He's no. like, no, nah, you're, you're fine. I slept fine. Yeah, I slept like a baby. Everything's yeah. cool. And Eckhart's like, all right. Yeah, and is this about when they meet up with Ronnie Cox finally, who's like the FBI guy, or they go to him for for information? Well, they go to like the German embassy and he's there. They're waiting for like the German ambassador. But Ronnie Cox, okay. who's an FBI yeah. agent, is there. And he's just like, so what do you guys know? And Hackman's like, not nothing, really. Yeah. And he's like, all right, you <laughs> hear something. Let me know. I'm Ronnie Cox. Bye. Yeah. And is that the point where he kind of mentions? Yeah, well, we got him in custody. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, we'll take him from you. Yeah, yeah we will. We need that. And Hackman, Hackman is like, nope. Nah, he's nah. ours. We'll, we'll handle it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for your service. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> but and then Ronnie Cox is like, no, I don't think you get how this works. Yeah. We'll be over to pick him up in a little bit. Yeah. And so they go to leave and they see Nancy Travis outside with a dude. Mm-hmm. And they're like, who's that? I don't know. Whatever. And then they move on from there. It, it does lead to finally something interesting, like like something vaguely funny uh-huh. written in because Dan Aykroyd goes into this whole story of her life oh, and right. how, where she graduated from and all that. And he's like, really? How'd you figure that out? And he's like, I don't know. I just fucking made it up. Yeah. I'm just funny with you. Yeah. So, I mean, at least there's, at least they're willing to poke a little fun at that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's one of those things. It, it's a chuckle. It's not a laugh. Yeah. But, but, but that, I mean, that's the thing about this movie is that there aren't jokes. There, oh, no. there are no setups, punchlines, comical situations, nothing. It's just... Well, Dan Aykroyd's going to go nuts, and maybe you'll find that funny. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where, one of those cases where you're doing an impression, which, all right, sure, the impression's good, but you're not making jokes about it. Yeah. Like, the point of an impressions are to say things that the character you're impersonating wouldn't say. Right. Or in a situation that it wouldn't, 
it does you know that it's not expected yeah. i mean you look like, at it, like eddie murphy raw you know, mm-hmm. when he does Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, it's not just him doing the voice. It's him doing a whole routine in the voice, yeah. saying things that either they did actually say or wouldn't say. Yeah. Whereas like in the Star Trek thing, it's all I'm I'm not Captain Kirk. I'm Scotty and yeah. prime the engines. And it's like you're just <laughs> you're saying you're not saying jokes. You're just doing impersonations for no reason. And right. you're just switching them up yeah. to see how many you can get in. So it's like those YouTube videos of people doing a thousand and one impressions and it's really only six done over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> I have Jack never watched Here's Christian Slater. It's like, all right. I've never watched any. Yeah. Of those. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Don't encourage it. I don't go on YouTube. That's good. YouTube sucks. We should make a supercut of this movie of just Dan Aykroyd does a hundred and one uh, voices. No. <laughs> Why would you do that to people? I don't know. I like clicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like YouTube pennies. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I do. But yeah, they, so they go back to the precinct to get uh, Dom DeLuise and they're basically grilling him and he's like, I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you shit because I, I need my leverage. I need protection. Yeah. And eventually they're like, well, I guess we can't hold you. And so Dan Aykroyd. I don't know if he calls the TV station or if he's pretending to. to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, well, we got it. It's a big case. We're letting him loose here because we just can't keep him. And they're like, oh, maybe we should call the newspaper, too. And, you know, Dom DeLuise is doing that. No, you guys can't do this to me. (laughs) All that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, as they're leaving with him, they see Ronnie Cox coming up. and like, oh, got to go. Which leads to them getting chased in a police van where they steal the police van. Mm-hmm. And get chased by Ronnie Cox and company until Nancy Travis crashes into Ronnie Cox because she's seen them leave and she cuts around to the outside to wherever else and, and hits Ronnie Cox's car, lets them get away to which they get to the train station. And Ronnie Cox catches up with Gene Hackman and is like, all right, turn him over. And he's like, oh, no, we got we got a ticket, man. We're gone. We're going to New York City yeah, we're going on to New the York train <laughs> for some reason. They're taking a train. Well, that's what you did. Mm-hmm. That was th- that was the amazing transit system of the day. It was trains. 1990. Oh no, yeah, we were still nope. using airplanes. Nope. You get on trains. No. Okay. No, Chuck. <laughs> no, Chuck. this isn't 1910, Chuck. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, it wasn't 1890. Oh. Oh, it was I'm 1990. Oh, that's but... right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they get on the train, and then Ronnie Cox's like, "All right, get us a ticket." So we can catch up with them. So they get on the train. Train takes off. And then... It's a great Ronnie Cox impression. <laughs> All right. Get us a ticket. <laughs> the Ronnie Cox barks a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> under his breath. Is that one of your six impressions? <laughs> yes. It's just like all the others. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's very similar to your Logia impression. <laughs> no, no. It's not as grabbly. Um, but yeah. So... And they take off. Like, Ronnie Cox is taken off. And they're like, watching through. And then he looks out the window. And he sees Gene Hackman and Dom DeLuise. Mm-hmm. And Dan Aykroyd waving at him from the station as they get on the other train. And he's like, No! Damn it. And that's all we see of Ronnie Cox. That's that's Ronnie Cox's exit from the movie is I got on a train. They're still on the train. The, the, I, there should have been a post credit scene of them still on the train. Just, right. no. yeah. and he, like, pulling up to New York City. <laughs> two like, hours later. They're like Huel sitting in that hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> they're just still there. Yeah. <laughs> One day someone will come get them. Yeah. But, but uh, Gene Hackman, Dan Aykroyd and Dom DeLuise and... Uh, What's her name? I've already Nancy forgotten. Nancy Travis. Nancy yeah. Travis. Um, they get on a train going to Cleveland. Of because course. Because Cleveland is the best place to go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the opposite way of New York. So Yes, but they could just not get on a train and be closer to New- to where they needed to go. Yeah, they got on a train. It's, it's what you do. Yeah. It's 
what you dumb. Yeah. But they yeah. like confront Nancy Travis at this point because she's mm-hmm. on the train and she's like, I'm Israeli Secret Service. And <laughs> Tom yeah. Eloise is like, oh, my people, I request asylum. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just immediately. Well, yeah. <laughs> Dom oh, DeLuise has some good, hey, I'm Jewish and they're yes. going to help me out. Jokes. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. Like, and as we said, he has comedic timing, so he knows how to deliver all these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so basically, so like this, uh, there's a, a third player in, in this. Yeah, because they want the tape because at, at some point they've cut to news footage of of uh, the the Nazi guy who's who's going to be like the president elect of something or other. Germany. Chancellor elect. Yeah, chancellor. Oh, chancellor elect okay. of Germany. Actual <laughs> Germany. Yeah. Not- yeah. And in, in he said, and they're like, it's like an interview where he's like, I've never even met. I've never had the the horror of meeting Adolf Hitler or something, you know, he he phrases it like, no, I've never met him. And that would be, I never had the displeasure of it happening. You know, that, right. All that. Yeah. I would never have talked to Hitler. Yeah. And he has this huge birthmark on the side of his face. Yeah. Sure. Wonder if that'll come into play later. Eh. Yeah. So anyway, and what Nancy Travis says is, well, we, you know, we don't want that to happen. So get us the tape. We'll get it to whoever needs to see it before he can address the UN or whatever the hell he's going to do. Yeah. And so they're like, all once right. you address the UN, that's it. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get you out. Can't be that. stopped after no. that. League of nations no. or something. <laughs> no <laughs> recall yeah, vote or anything. It's like you address the UN. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're on a Hitler sex tape or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that tape axis of evil comes right back up. <laughs> that's right. He's on the phone to Japan and Italy, like immediately. Yeah. But yeah. So that's, they're like, all right, well, we're going to help you. We're teaming up now. And then they, and all this time, Dom DeLuise is drinking out of his cane. Yes. He's removed the top of his cane and his cane is a giant flask. Yep. Which not a lot of attention drawn to it. It's just no, sort of, he's just he's doing just it. Swinging from his cast. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, Dom DeLuise, uh-huh. for being in this movie. And then all of a sudden he looks out the window and there's a helicopter with the Germans <laughs> pointing at the train. Yeah. <laughs> And Tom DeLuise is just like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) guys, no. Yeah. And then, but yeah, it's not just one, it's two, because above Mm -hmm. the train, like dudes are rappelling down and- Two helicopters. Mm -hmm. Yes. Two helicopters. And a train. The height of uh, transportation in 1990, a helicopter. (laughs) Yeah. So like it lowers two dudes down onto a train, which is, this is actually happening. It's it's an actual stunt. Mm Kind of dangerous. Pretty cool. Pretty good. Um, It's a good stunt. So like the the other helicopter basically pulls up to the driver of the train, just like pull over. <laughs> the train mm-hmm. just pulls all the things to make the train stop, <laughs> like twenty seven levers to make the thing mm-hmm. stop. Uh, yeah, and then there's a guy comes in, like they're trying to get to the front of the train. Dan Aykroyd goes into his fugue state, and <laughs> he goes into Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah, which is is dumb considering how things end in this scene because there's no way his mental illness could have known that but it's like it's strangely relevant but it's just yeah yeah he kicks a guy in the balls because that's a butch Cassidy reference and mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah but then he turns into the roadrunner yeah so he's running around with his 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 hands tucked up in his armpits yeah, he attacks a guy as a acting like a bird, and mm-hmm. yeah, runs one guy over, and then gets outside, and is just running around going. 
and Gene Hackman's like, all right, go back inside, Roadrunner. Yeah. And he does. Gene Hackman is the biggest enabler at this point. He's just like, good, great. Now go do this yeah. other thing. He's like, oh, blah, blah. oh, yeah, because Dom DeLuise is just like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? And he's yeah. like, hey, man, it's working. So whatever. Yeah. Tom DeLuise is starting to look at Gene Hackman like, oh, fuck, you're just as nutty as this guy. Yeah. Um, they're loose cannons, you see. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they all get off the train. And they get out into the woods. Like they, Well, they jump. They basically, yeah, they have to jump off They jump a off bridge the, the bridge into, into the, the water. water. Yeah. And somehow are able to outrun helicopters this, in the water. They're this, like a couple miles downstream. This river is like a flash flood. I mean... Oh, it's going fast. It's super fast. And they have dubbed... At one point, they just dub in drowning sounds from all mm-hmm. three of them, which is fine by me. But they're also dubbing in... Maybe not Dan Aykroyd doing terrible voices of, you know, like singing he does roll, Popeye and, and he rolling does, down the river and just, yeah. you know, it's like, OK, uh, your mental illness is weird. <laughs> like your mental your, illness is stupid. <laughs> like how it's your brain dumb. breaks and then makes relevant river jokes. It's like yeah. this is the dumbest. You're not in the New England Journal of Medicine with this thing because it's dumb. Um, but yeah, so they end up, I don't know, like 20 miles down the river. Yeah, and finally and they, get and they out. They hide out from the yeah. They hide out from the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Nazis leave. Yeah, the Nazis leave. And so they just they're they're camping out. Yeah, they build a fire. They're all soaking wet, and they build a yeah. fucking fire. Yeah, and Dan Aykroyd's like, I'm not going to make it. I'd like this is not good for me. I need you need to take me back to the monastery. Take me back to the brothers. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, if I yeah, I feel like if I slip one more time, that's it. I'm gone. Like I'll never come back from it. Yeah. And Gene Hackman's like, nah, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I come on. You're we a great got this cop. case. I need you. <laughs> yeah. Gene Hackman's just like, fuck this guy's health, man. I just yeah. need him to be the crazy guy every yeah, once in a while. There's a case here. Yeah. Who cares about your problems, guy? He's like, come on, howl with me. So then Gene Hackman and Dan Aykroyd just howl. And this is just like the lowest point in both their careers. It's just like, Jesus, this is just. But this is when Dom DeLuise is like, okay, they are both nuts. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Get me out of this. Um, so then they're just back. They make it back to New York. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I was checking Twitter at this point. <laughs> All I, know, I don't know in how Grand's, the, what the fuck happened. No, okay. So they, they make, they make it back to New York and they like immediately go to Dom DeLuise's sex club. They, uh, they're just like, is it a house. sex? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's a bath. But house. he's got a, he's got a, he's got an office in there with a two way mirror because of course he's a, they say it's a two way mirror, but is it, I yeah. don't think it's actually, a, no, he, yeah. He says, but doesn't he say like, yeah, two way mirror? Sure. Like, he says it like, yeah, like he's answered that question a million times. Basically, yeah. he's like, he's beyond okay, I, giving a shit at this point about his pornography career. <laughs> I thought maybe he just like had it wasn't a two way mirror, and he's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. But they're like, yeah. do you have any guns? And he's like, do I have guns? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things that Dom DeLuise does because he walks over and he um like he activates this. Uh, sconce yeah and the walls it's he goes behind the bar he's got a bar in his office yep goes behind the bar activates this wall sconce and the wall starts to slide away he's like yeah i got guns i got whatever you need blah 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 and he's talking the whole time and he just casually snatches a bottle of whiskey and a glass from the wall that is sliding out of the way like mm -hmm. with a second to spare just snatches him (laughs) off the off the wall and goes to the bar and starts pouring himself a drink Mm -hmm. and it was just like such a slick move like i've done this a fucking million times mm-hmm. yeah i would like to like if i ever meet dom DeLuise, that'll probably be the question i ask him <laughs> well that'll yeah, be hard i know i know 
I know. We're going to have to build you a time travel machine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm going where Harlow is. Oh, uh, oh no. The farm. I'm going to the farm. Well, Harlow's yeah. in the chat. Ask him to ask Dom DeLuise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ghost of Harlow. How is Dom DeLuise? Is he happy? How did he do that scene yeah. in Loose Cats? <laughs> We're glad we never wrote him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. That would have been bad. But yeah, he... Uh, so... He started. He calls the front desk and he's like, "Hey, anybody checking in lately that speaks German?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I would have remembered yeah. that. That's weird." Yeah, and so the so Gene Hackman and Dan Ecker are like, "All right, we got fucking guns. Let's let's go out and check out things." Yeah, and so they go out into the club and then they're just wandering through this this sauna area. Yeah, that's getting a weird, creepy vibe out of it. But it's they're a co-ed just, sauna, but. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of creepy in there. And uh, they, Dan Aykroyd just blurts out something in German just to see if anyone goes, ah, yeah, yeah and just nothing. So he's like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. But yeah, but then they, after they get out, suddenly a guy jumps out and is like, ah, tongue. Well, no, well, no, he walks out and he sneezes. Dan Aykroyd is, Fakes is, is like, sneeze. watch this. And he sneezes and then he hears, Gesundheit from the other side. Of the, and that's when that guy jumps oh. out with the gun. <laughs> it's like, what in the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> You're the worst hitman ever. someone unaware. So yeah, and then it just becomes shooting all the time, shooting. Yeah, everyone shooting that guy, everyone. That guy who jumps out to shoot them is like, "Aha! I'll yeah. shoot you!" And gives Gene Hackman time to pull out his gun and shoot him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but this suddenly leads to like a John Woo scene because like everybody's shooting guns everywhere. All the walls are getting shot up. Yeah, one guy who gets shot falls in slow motion into the into the spa. Yep. And Dom DeLuise comes out. Comes out like fucking Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, enough of this shit. <laughs> well, what did he, what did he says, like, they're not messing with this Jew. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Did he say they're not going to fuck with this Jew? I, he might I, have. Something like that. Yeah. But they yeah. furiously checking the quote section. Yeah. But he just comes out with a machine gun and just unloads into everything. Not really even aiming for anybody or trying not to aim at the, at the heroes. He's just like, fuck everything. Um. But yeah, they're all two fists in their guns. Just yeah. But like at the, somewhere in the club is Steckler. He's the other guy who's seen mm-hmm. the thing and he knows where thing is, mm-hmm. which is what I've gathered. I mean, like the whole movie is just who the fuck knows what's happening. But yeah, Steckler has gotten into Dom DeLuise's office and also shot 100 times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, the, the, Hackman and Aykroyd run in and he immediately tells Dan Aykroyd where the thing is and dies. And that's when evil Germans show up. And it's just like, where's the thing? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, he's dead. You can't tell you. He's like, he told you, didn't he? Where's the thing? And Dan Aykroyd's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're coming with us then. Yeah. So they all go outside. And for some reason, Dom DeLuise immediately just caves. He's just like, it's a Grand Central Station. That's what he said. Oh, because he's shouting. He's trying to tell the the uh, Israelis where yeah, they're going. Right. Yeah. Because they're following. Like, they got mixed up in the shootout. Yeah. And yada, yada, yada. And so they shoot Dom DeLuise, who goes over a railing. Mm-hmm. And then they just push everybody in a car and take off. Yeah. And so then they get to Grand Central. And at this point, they're like Dan Aykroyd is speaking German to the guys and telling them, okay, well, and it's all subtitled over on the screen. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're going here. It's we need he, to go. He's do telling this. them. Yeah. He's the, like, the main German guy is like, speaking German now. And so Dan Aykroyd is telling him where to go in German. Mm-hmm. And Gene Hackman starts speaking pig Latin because at some point Dan Aykroyd had, had spoken German before and. And Gene right Hackman goes, yeah. the only thing I understand is English and Pig Latin. Yeah. 
So he starts speaking. Well, no, he pig. says, "Oh yeah, well I speak. Uh, yeah, I speak pig. Pid- pid- oh, I can't even it. say it now. <laughs> no. The fucking intro. We can't do it now. He says, "Oh yeah, well I speak pig Latin. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, big deal. You speak German. Yeah. I speak pig yeah, Latin. I, it's American foreign language. Dumb yeah, <laughs> but uh, so they go from <laughs> Dan Aykroyd speaking German to the Germans to suddenly Dan, suddenly Gene Hackman's asking him, "All right, what what'd you tell him?" And he's asking him in pig Latin, and this is also subtitle on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, and he says, "Ah, I didn't tell him shit. I got him here, but yeah, we're just gonna figure it out from there." He's like, "So they're not gonna find it, and then they're gonna kill us." He's like, "Yeah, probably, but whatever." <laughs> and so Gene was just like, <laughs> "What did he say? Ud gay and play, good plan." I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I hate pig something Latin. Like, something like that. It hurts my head. Yeah, but yeah. And they end up like getting away from the Nazis by by taking Dan Aykroyd and just riding him down a the <laughs> the rail in the middle of a stairwell. Well, Dan Aykroyd's like, "Hey, watch this!" and just just basically jumps up on the railing and knocks and them slides all down, down knocking like, them all like bowling pins. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Gene Hackman's able to get on the train to get away, mm-hmm. but they shoot they shoot because he gets a gun, but they shoot Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, we're taking him here. Yeah. And so Gene Hackman has to stop the train, get off the train. Well, he goes to the subway guys, like, stop this train. And the subway guy, there's no stopping this train. <laughs> Don't go in reverse. <laughs> yeah. It's a subway, you idiots. <laughs> so he's like, all right, well, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They just keep going lower and lower into the bowels of everything. Just there's a printing press apparently underneath. Um, yeah. Foundry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, what's the point where he gets outside and has to hijack a bus? I don't like, know. Like to catch up with them. But that was one of the few things I liked is Gene Hackman gets it. Like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work when he's on the train, but then he gets outside and he gets on a bus. Yeah. And he tells the bus driver, he's like, we got to go. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, where do you want to go? He's like, we're in traffic, though. And he's like, ram that taxi. Yeah. Get us where we need to go. And he's like, ram that taxi. All right. I've always wanted to do I've that. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. So he just starts nailing this taxi in the cab he's like what the fuck are you doing yeah but i just appreciated that the i appreciated how the the bus driver played that scene where he's just like all right yeah yeah let's do this yeah but that leads to nothing also yeah but yeah eventually it's still in grand central yeah i don't i don't understand yeah geography's all fucked up yeah and all of this stuff but yeah the the israeli people are there oh germans are running around gene hackman like got oh he went he the, was on the subway oh, he car had to get back and just to the had station. to get back okay. to the station that yeah. makes yeah he went all the way to the next stop and then had to get back he ended up in like Times Square mm-hmm. um but yeah so they they've taken uh Dan Aykroyd down further into the bowels into like an office somewhere and uh in a uh, yet another scene that seems like it's deleted from the film tortured the fuck out of Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. <laughs> I think someone wisely said hey maybe a torture scene here is not going to play well. Yeah, maybe we yeah. shouldn't show it. Especially for a guy whose backstory is he was tortured, yeah. and that's why he has this debilitating mental illness. Yep. So they cut that entirely. They just basically cut to the bad guy standing over just the shell of Dan Aykroyd saying, thank you, you've been very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, Hackman's, like, right there. Yeah. Busts and in. And, 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 yeah, and he says, yeah, I told him the wrong one. Yeah. Here's the right Here's one. Here's the right Get one. Get over there. Go on without me. Get out of here. Yep. And Hackman does, and they he goes to the lockers and gets the film, and then like a, a rent-a-cop shows up. It's like, freeze! 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, lady, I'm a cop. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, put your gun down. Yeah. And then she immediately gets clocked in the face by the other German right. who was there. And so Hackman throws lockers on them. Oh. He just knocks one of the, just the cast iron. Oh, man. These are of- not fake lockers no. either. These are legit lockers yeah. that get dumped oh. on these guys. Have you ever, have you ever moved one of those? Yes. Sets yeah. of lockers. They are the worst. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And he moved one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah onto a person. Yes. Onto these guys' backs. Yeah. One of them crawls out and chases after him, but yeah. Jesus. So he'll never be the same though. He he makes his way up like behind some advertising in Grand Central Station. He's like either going up or coming down a ladder or something. And the bat the main bad guy shows up and is like, aha. And starts saying just weird random shit to him that doesn't make any sense. Like not quite movie quotes, but like he's like, aha like hum- idioms. Humpty Dumpty is here and you know get down and yeah he just keeps saying these references over and over that don't make any sense contextually nothing no it's it's just like haha american spaceman you and your boots are here it's like <laughs> right what the like he's fuck? trying to <laughs> like he doesn't know very much english and he's trying to be intimidating based on the movies he's watched maybe but or nothing in the movie know. before that has ever indicated that this guy just like frack it just doesn't speak the language and is always fucking it up so like at this point it's like what on earth? What is the point of this? And like, so they kind of scuffle and Hackman throws like just discuses the, the, <laughs> the this giant print mm-hmm. out into the middle of Grand Central Station, which luckily Nancy Travis is right there to go. Oh, let's get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hackman gets shot and it's accurate has shown up in the bowels of this thing and is just mm-hmm. making more dumb voices to distract him and immediately yep. says, I don't have a gun. And Hackman's like, well, maybe you shouldn't tell him that. Yeah. It's like, oh, 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 right. I do have a gun. Do you think a 45 automatic will do a lot of damage up close to him? Ha ha. And the guy's mm. like, all right, I'm killing both of you now. Yeah. Um, but then, and then Ackroyd's like, no, I do have a gun, actually. And he's Humpty Dumpty's put back together again. Yeah. He says Humpty Dumpty's back on the wall. Yeah. And then shoots Blam. the guy who yeah. gets defenestrated a long way down. Yeah. Yeah, he does. The implication here is that the guy tortured him until he was fixed. Because this is basically Dan Aykroyd coming out and saying, I'm all better now. Mm. Blam. Yeah. That's the know. implication of this movie. It's not it's not spelled out, but basically he was tortured five minutes ago. He comes out, pretends to be crazy, and then it's just like, haha, I'm not crazy anymore. Blam. Or he's just not crazy then. I <sighs> Because he has other moments of clarity, like I know, it's but weird. It, 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 but, but that is one of the things of that you could infer is yeah. is like the implication of it, of he, I'm okay again. Oh, Humpty Dumpty's back on the wall, right? Put back together again. Yes. Okay, derp, derp. that's my fault for missing your point. Yeah, and then Either like way. from there, it's just basically like news footage, just like well, the, the the chancellor was at this thing, and someone started showing this tape, and yeah, here's here's the chancellor of Germany shooting Hitler, which. I mean, I understand. I understand the ramifications of what that means, but he shot Hitler. He's all right. Yeah. I mean, I understand I that it was the worst Nazis who were like, "We got to fucking kill Hitler so we can do more Nazis." I mean, I understand the whole everything that happened there, but the way they frame it, being able to kill Hitler was a great on. Yeah. Yeah, but- I know, but like the just the way they explain it for a movie audience in 1990, I can imagine a lot of people being like, "What? He shot Hitler? That's awesome. <laughs> Why can't he be Chancellor? He's even more German." Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's the best German. He's, yes, that's actually what the movie The Good German is about. Yeah, he redeemed all of us by killing Hitler. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. 
But after that, it's, oh, Dom DeLuise lived, and he's in the hospital <laughs> on the same floor as Gene Hackman. Yeah, and they all go visit mm-hmm. children. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, master pornographer Tom DeLuise <laughs> hanging out with children yeah. with a crazy person. And he gets a good dad joke in, which is like, hey, kids, <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you I had a dog with no nose? <laughs> How did he spell? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> 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 it's like it's the best joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's just like and ha- Hackman and Aykroyd walking the halls like, you know why I like you? You're just as crazy as me. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. You're crazier than me. Yeah. 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 Well, Dan, well, Hackman's telling him this whole story how, oh, he and Dom DeLuise got recruited to be part of the Israeli Secret Service. Yeah. But oh, he's, right. he's worried because he's going to have to get circumcised. Oh, yeah. He's like, my bar, my bar mitzvah is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. and, and the worst part is I have to be, be circumcised. circumcised. Dad was like, really? He's like, no. <laughs> no <laughs> you dumbass. fucking idiot. Oh, no. He says, are you kidding me? And goes, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it ends on one of... The worst freeze frames we've had. It's not good because the prominent people in the freeze frame are like two random extras. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just their butts. Yeah. Like them walking away down a freaking hospital hallway. Yeah. And then over the closing credits plays Loose Cannons, the most wildly out of tune song I've heard in quite a while, performed by Katie Sakal of Married with Children fame. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Doing weird German voices. It's so weird. So weird. None of it is in key. None of it is in key. It's it's weird and pretty bad. And look for it later on our YouTube channel. Oh, God. <laughs> no. But yeah, just... Yeah, no. it's bad. It, it's an appropriate end to this movie. It's just like everything about it is poorly conceived, just like this movie. Mm-hmm. So we should probably rate it and stop talking about and this it, abomination. And even though it mentions loose cannons multiple times, which never showed up in the movie. No. No one was ever called a loose cannon. No. Like I said, the only scene of any, you know, was Hackman yelling at the captain. The captain mm-hmm. never even yelled at him. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, no Stargrove. No, absolutely no. not. Fuck that. Does song. not get a Stargrove. <laughs> no. 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 Absolutely no. No. <laughs> but ratings. Yeah, it does get ratings. Actual ratings. Mm-hmm. Three bags. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dom DeLuise does enough, and that explosion is good enough that it kind of makes up. But Dan Aykroyd, this is, it's utterly embarrassing for him. Yes. And you just, you feel bad for Gene Hackman. You, you can tell he just shut down very quickly. During the production of this movie. Boat money. He was clearly making boat money. He yeah. just didn't care. But yeah, it, it's three bags. It's not good. It's no. not funny. No. <laughs> it's, it's poorly conceived on so many levels. Yeah. And that song's not good either. No, it's not. Um, I, I just echo everything you say, except I'm going to give it four bags because I... The things that you said, yes... Dom DeLuise and the screen filling explosion are the high points of this movie, but not enough to give to bump it up to three bags. Mm-hmm. It's still four bags. I mean, this it's not it's just one of those movies where it's just like I just didn't want to look at it mm-hmm. like it just whenever Ackroyd started doing his stuff, I had to look away like I just I couldn't watch him do it. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It hurt. And that's like the worst kind of bad movie. That's just like. Oh dear, I feel so bad for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's like you, you know this guy can be funny. Yeah. So why is he 
actively not I mean, <laughs> being fuck, funny. The movie was written by Richard Matheson, who wrote a lot of things that are highly acclaimed and really good. You know, it's Bob Clark has made great movies. This is just one of those things where all the pieces came together and it just nothing clicked. Nothing clicked. Yeah. So. Don't get it. Aside from a, a screen filling explosion, a mm-hmm. uh, couple good jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. A gratuitous expression of freedom. <laughs> kind of. Um, eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> and uh, Dom DeLuise being the dark horse candidate for the best part of this movie yeah. um, at the beginning. Yeah. I, I fell asleep, <laughs> which is a good indicator of like, because it gets awfully dark in the uh, in the viewing area. And despite the fact that I consume a massive amount of Baja Blast uh, before or during and after the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, that's a good metric. I, mean, I sit, the movie I, can't keep you awake. Right. Like I, I sit in a very comfortable like <laughs> beanbag, mm-hmm. um, like it's 1990. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when beanbags came back in fashion. Mm. And so if a movie can't, like, keep my attention and, like, it's so bad that I don't even, like, pick up Twitter, like, I'm, I'm just completely zoned out and I fall asleep, yeah, yeah it's probably a, a an indicator of something that's not very good. I don't know if I would go four bags quite. I don't think it's quite that bad, but it's getting there. Mm-hmm. So it gets a three bags. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's really dull. There. It's dull and it just yeah. kind of happens. There's, you could chop, like, you could probably chop 25 minutes out of this movie and make it an interesting, like, I almost wish that there were interesting, fairly well-made, like, one-hour, I guess they'd be TV shows, but, um, but you know, one-hour, like, mini-movies, sure. shorts, I guess. This um, might have been a slight bit more tolerable like that. Yeah. And there was that there was, there was that point about 20 minutes in where it felt like it was ending, where they both right. got into the car, <laughs> drove away, and it was like, well, just circle wipe out of this. And right. And that's, all up, that's all folks. That's all folks. Just end it. Man, that would be great. Yeah. But unfortunately, there was another hour. There was. Uh-huh. All right. Why don't we take a break? Please. Stay tuned for surprises. Ooh. All right, welcome back. Second hey, half. Hey, Half number two. Yep, two of two. Two out of two. What do we do in a second half? Uh, talk about movies. Yeah, as we talk about stuff good or seen. bad movies, as in stay away. No, that's the first half. <laughs> but no, we, uh, we'll talk about some movies we've seen. Okay. Maybe even take some emails. Huh. That sort of thing. Well, let's, let's, let's get started. But let's jump right into it. We have a special guest. <gasps> a very special guest on this very special episode. Oh, who is it? It's Harlow. The oh, ghost hey. of Harlow. Oh, oh, my God. Wait, what? Hey, Harlow. How are you, buddy? Hi. What's going on? Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> it's spooky Harlow. No, no, no. Death finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> evil never sleeps. Right. And, and evil appears. Har- <laughs> Har life finds a way. What are you, where are you? What's happening? Uh, I'm in the afterlife. Oh, it looks nice. It's- yeah, I mean, I'm in paradise. You could be headed for some serious strife. <laughs> oh, I'm in paradise. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said... Oh. Okay. okay, that sounds fun. It's true. <laughs> Look, 
Here's, here's the weather in paradise. Oh, that's hot. hot. Oh, that's a triple digit. It's also hot in this studio right now. Yes, yeah, it is also triple, triple digits in this studio. Yeah, we, uh, Harlow leaves his house and then apparently turns it up to like 98 degrees. Yeah. So we are uh, we're feeling your pain. Day. Yeah. So, but, but anyway. Hey, welcome, buddy. It's good, it's good to finally get you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A big fan, longtime listener. Excellent. That's fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> Let's. Uh, well, are you there? All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. All of us have seen Jurassic World. Yay! Have we? We have. You saw it, you right? Saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. yes, we've all seen so Jurassic World. So let's. It's talk rare about that it. all of us have seen the movie on the week that it releases. Yeah. And yeah. we can all talk about it on the podcast it releases. That's why we had to get Harlow back on. I waited until last night to see it. Um, you got. You still got there. I got in. I got in under the wire. Yeah. Good. Um, Good. I like. I wanted to hear. Sort of how people were reacting throughout the weekend and sort of like let the let the hype die down and you know let some people write a few think pieces before <laughs> there <laughs> were some of those <laughs> there were a few i didn't read any of them um Good. i didn't really like read anything in depth i just sort of watched the way people felt mm-hmm. um in general like okay that sounds way more mystical than i <laughs> than i intended to intended it i just sort of kept note of like the extremes and then sort of the general trend. And I was like, okay, this looks like something I definitely need to see before it has any chance to get out of the theater. The reviews were all over the place, man. Like yeah. people either love this movie or they fucking despise this movie. I have seen like, I have seen that. Like I've have seen like the extreme love and hate, mm-hmm. but I've seen also seen like a lot of restrained enjoyment. Like this isn't Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But it is a good dinosaur movie. Like I've seen a lot of metered reviews. Like I'm, they're not, they don't hate it. They're cautiously, you know, mm-hmm. cautiously recommending it. Um. So, but that's that may just be like the circle of people that I that yeah. I pay attention to. I know we saw it with a very. We went Thursday night, seven o'clock, which is pretty much like the first show that normal people get to see. That's not the preview and. That was pretty, I believe it was full. And if it wasn't full, it was very close to full. It and ended it was, up being full, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and obviously being that show, it was a very, very enthusiastic crowd that we saw it with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like Furious 7 crowd of like cheer Paul Walker when he came on screen, yeah. cheer the end of that movie, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that that probably helped the experience quite a bit. But I really enjoyed that movie. Like way more than I was expecting to, especially I think it helped having seen the previous three first because like watching Lost World and watching Jurassic Park three and going, yeah, these aren't all that good, I think helped because then you get to this one. It's like this one's aggressively dumb, but you know what? It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's fun in a lot of ways that the other ones were not, Mm -hmm. at least for me. And my wife is like Jurassic Park fan. Number one, Jurassic Park is her favorite movie of all time. But she can still say, yeah, second and third one aren't that great. And she really, really enjoyed it as well. Like it, it satisfied her on all the levels she wanted to be satisfied by a dinosaurs run amok in an amusement park movie. She did seem quite tickled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's I mean, and that's kind of how I felt about it. It was like, yeah, this is kind of stupid, but it is leaning into the stupid in the best ways it can, which I was, you know, I was pretty much all about. But uh, 
Harlow, you yes. want you want to be on just to talk about this. Yeah. So what was uh, what were your thoughts on it? You um, saw it separate from the rest of us. I did. I saw it in a town that has not been kind to cinema in the past for me. Yeah. But they got themselves a new theater, and I think they figured out uh, there's a thing called digital projection. Oh, sweet. Oh, cool. So um, it was not a bad experience. And I actually um, I had little to no expectation for this movie based on the previous two Jurassic Park movies. Mm-hmm. And just kind of that long dormant thing, you know, that you know, a sequel that's been too long in the oven. And um, I was like, this is probably not going to be very good. And I loved it. I loved it through and through. I thought it was one of the best popcorn movies I've seen in like a long time. I mean, just straight popcorn movie, not... I, I feel like every other thing since... I don't even know what... I mean, just... You have to... Like, they are... They try too hard. Like, they, like there, there's a level you can look at almost anything else. I mean, comic book movies especially, where... I know a lot of people would say they're dumb, stupid action, but I think they're trying. And like this was just like this was just a popcorn movie, mm-hmm. and, and just pure fun to me. Yeah, so. I I can agree with that. I mean, ding, motherfucker, level up! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your time is up. <laughs> um, yeah, it 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 definitely is a popcorn movie. It kind of is the movie that the Godzilla reboot should have been. Yes, which is yeah. which is fun, and not like. Eh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, family drama. Oh no, peril, and oh yeah. no, what do we do? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I didn't necessarily. I wasn't overjoyed by it. Um, I kind of felt like it needed one more pass, like in the writing department, for like someone to just yes look at and go, "What about this? What about that? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? How come these people aren't interested in things? How come those people aren't interested in things? How come no one's paying attention to this? It just needed that one set of eyes on it to go, hey, wait a minute. We can make this a little better with a couple of tweaks. And Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, when I walked out of it, I mean, I was happy because like the end of that movie is great. Yeah. But like like Mackie was saying, it's aggressively dumb. Like the the reasons that things happen are really, really stupid. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, we got to park and, I don't know, do a thing. Oh, that went wrong. Well, what do we do? I don't know. Uh, whoops. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing about the Jurassic Park series is, like, throughout, things were already fucked before the movie even started. Sure. It's like, like and that's that's kind of like the conceit that you take into these movies is they already fucked up. Absolutely. And we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the implication of all of them. You know, the first one especially. You know, and and this one obviously is tied most closely to that first one, mm-hmm. because I mean they barely even acknowledged the that the other two happened, yeah. if if at all. I don't think at all. No, not no. really. Yeah. There's, there's not even a mention, odds, but uh, it's it's subtle stuff. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's really no direct mention of the other island at all. Yeah, which I, we can assume if it existed is still like thriving dinosaurs and just I rampaging guess. at this point. But yeah. yeah, no, I just I I. My main problem with it, aside from that, just like one pass is like, what world, no pun intended, what world is this movie existing in where people, the general public was suddenly like dinosaurs, meh, you know, we need Jaws the dinosaur. The park has been open for 20 years. Yeah, I know, Like, but they should still be just, I mean, like SeaWorld isn't adding like genetic monsters and things they just build another roller coaster mm-hmm. but they build a bigger and badder roller yeah, coaster but the sure, thing is SeaWorld didn't they used they to have roller coasters yeah SeaWorld yeah. didn't have like, roller coasters have that a couple years ago I know but I'm just yeah. saying like when SeaWorld uh, when their attendance started sagging they added other stuff to enhance the animal stuff 
you don't need to make super dinosaurs. They're fucking but they dinosaurs. Throw, but they could. Chuck, so, um, like, the monsters at SeaWorld would make a genetically altered uh, killer whale if they could. If they could, but there's <laughs> right, enough oversight yeah. to make sure they don't. No, no there's not. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> no, there isn't. But if, that's kind of the meta text of this movie. I know. Is that I know. it's commenting on the, the passage of time as far as movies go between Jurassic Park and this one. Yeah. Is, you know... You have to keep upping the ante. Things have to keep going crazier. And, you know, it's kind of the, the whole thing has been Frankenstein together. I know. Because and there's touches of aliens in this. There's touches of Godzilla. There's touches of the birds. There's touches of gremlins. Gremlins, absolutely. There's touches of all sorts of movies going on in this. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think, kind of their point. But also, you know, it's it's one of those sly ways of saying, yeah, this is what we're doing. But we're not saying that's what we're doing. Yeah. I'm just saying, for me, from a logical standpoint, I wanted a very good movie to be great. And yeah. I think that with one more pass, it could have been. Yeah. I still like it a lot. I just, it's just some of just the underlying logic problems of the movie just stick with me where it's just, it's, it's my like need to script doctor things mm -hmm. is coming out when I watch that movie. It's like, wait, you could just add a little bit here and that would make more sense. And then puts this over here and that would make sense. It's well, just with what you're talking about with like, you're, you're pretty much referring to the jaded teenager when you're talking about people that don't give a shit about dinosaurs anymore. Well, right? no, I'm talking about the overall world. I'm talking about the necessity to create this super dinosaur. The, 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 the fact that they have said that park attendance is down. So what do we do? Build a mega dinosaur out of just all sorts of DNA cocktails it's like, you can still do that. I'm not saying the premise is flawed. I'm saying just give it a little better context than attendance is down. Yeah. We think it's because there's not big enough monsters here. I mean, come on. But every theme park actually does that. Yeah. Like, if it even sags a little bit. Like, I mean, they always expect to be at capacity when it sags I know, down a little right. bit. But what I'm saying is Jurassic World could build a, a deadly roller coaster I, I'm, and still have the Brontosaurus tour I and fairly, it'd still be awesome. Like, I remember. Okay, first they they don't assume it's going to go wrong because they have because it's hubris. Sure, um, and they've that, been doing it for twenty and, years, yeah. right? And that is, I mean, that is Jurassic Park in one word is hubris. Absolutely. Um, the other thing is when you have somebody fly halfway across the world mm -hmm. to a dinosaur park, mm -hmm. they want fucking dinosaurs. They don't want a roller coaster. They want dinosaurs. But there when you go dinosaurs. to SeaWorld, it's like okay, that's just shit in the water, like not literal <laughs> shit in the water. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's shit in the water. That's um, part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it's you know it's it's water animals and okay, yes, they can boost attendance by putting in a roller coaster because, because people are in Florida at a theme park. Whales. Right, right. <laughs> I know exactly. I know, but people want dinosaurs. They want bigger and better dinosaurs, and I vaguely recall them implying that the they had some sort of evidence. To say that people wanted bigger and badder dinosaurs, mm -hmm. um, I I hear all that. So <laughs> I just think their their research is flawed. Yeah, I think they're yeah. listening to the wrong people. I, well, I find the funniest bit about your argument is that you uh, you you need logic in a uh, movie about bringing dinosaurs back to life and building a theme park around them. Well, I say that because I think Dr Jurassic Park tackles all of the issues pitch perfectly. I, th right, okay. I think well, every conflict in, in Jurassic Park is argued and counter-argued, and every every side filmmaker. has a voice. And this movie it just didn't have that voice. Filmmaker. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't... Michael Crichton, for all the things that he's actually spawned into the world, mm -hmm. is kind of a hack writer, if you ask me. Yeah. 
I mean, like his ideas are great, and then like they're they're like Stephen King. He's basically like Stephen King. He's like John Grisham, Stephen King, Tom Clancy, like solid ideas, and then you know just kind of like you know throws it out there and they're big concepts. They sell uh, the book jacket is like oh, <laughs> but it's like yeah, who cares? I mean, you know, for every Michael Creighton, you've got you know someone can make Jurassic Park or Andromeda Strain, and then like somebody can make what. What other garbage sphere? Congo his mm-hmm. Congo yeah. might have been yeah. his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. yeah. yeah. So. But uh, as far as the movie goes, mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed in Chris Pratt. I think they didn't quite use him as well as they could have, because obviously he's very charismatic, can be a very funny guy, and a lot of what he's reduced to is the guy going, "Yeah, that was probably a bad idea." Yeah, he's that a, was probably a bad idea too. He doesn't. Get, he plays it real straight. Yeah, he doesn't get to be as fun as I was kind of expecting him to be. And it's not like I want to typecast the guy into okay, you got to be the wisecracking badass guy. But but he's really good kinda, at that. Like that. Like yeah. he's good at he's good at a bumbling pratfall kind of guy. Um, yeah, I know I, on purpose. <laughs> um, and he's good at like wisecracking badass Star Lord sort of thing. Yeah. So like all they have to, all they have to do is just tone down some of the wisecrack. And I think they want. I mean, I, th- I that's think his a, character. It's a nitpick. I think He's his character fine. treated the situation with the gravity it deserved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Had he been Star Lord in this, it would have it would have totally not been yeah, right. But I, I guess he, the issue is like, why do you need Chris Pratt then? Do what? I think he was wisecracking, except for like the part they show in the trailer about the. Uh, yeah, know. he really was. I mean, he was comical at times, but situationally relevant to things that were going on. I thought yeah. as soon as like shit started going down, he was just like you know, blank face, stone cold killer. Well, you know, I, like. That's what I'm saying. I liked. I'm glad that he wasn't jokey Star Lord guy because I mean, at the time he filmed this, like I'm sure it was right after he finished filming Guardians. Like Guardians probably wasn't even out yet, Mm -hmm. so there was no way to say do what you did in that because no one knew. Um, You know, I mean, but I just it it just felt like his part didn't necessarily need like what he brings to it. Yeah, but but like it, it feels like by the second half of that movie, you could have any of the generic action guys doing it. And it wouldn't make that much of a difference, unfortunately. Although I do think you benefit by having Chris Pratt in that I don't think he's going to overact the yeah. serious dude stuff. Like, I think he's just good enough at playing it regular. Like, he's not playing action star dude. Mm-hmm. He's playing like, okay, now just be serious about this part. Yeah. Like you should be. He felt to me so, like a real dude. Pretty good. Yeah. So. Like, I like I, the fact that he's kind of like the second fiddle. I mean, yeah. Bryce Dallas, How- Dallas Howard is like kind of more the star of that movie than he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, I found her infinitely more interesting, and I, I thought the fact that like he was kind of subdued was made him made even made her even more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, I I think she is a good character. I, I I know there's been plenty of crap written about how that she's treated in this movie, but. I don't think she's treated poorly. Like, yeah, she's not. I didn't and, and the think thing she is, was. like, everyone makes a big deal about wearing the heels throughout the movie, but she was dressed for business. Yeah. She didn't she know when she got out for work that go- day that she was going to fight dinosaurs. And and <laughs> I don't know, like, like if given the choice between walking barefoot through the fucking jungle or wearing heels, heels. I'd probably choose the heels. And she also, like, she also almost, speci- well, and I'm not even going to say almost, she also specifically proves a point. Like, she's dressed like, like she's doing business. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to do this in that wearing those shoes and she's like yeah ties up the shirt and like yeah i'm gonna fucking do this yeah 
Let's I'm going to yeah, I'm going to woman up and do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and she does. Shut your mouth. Yeah. And she does. Whole whole movie. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of the biggest triumph of it is that she's like, "No, I'm going to do this how I'm going to do it and succeeds at doing it." Mm-hmm. You know, and then the people are like, "Well, the shoes are demeaning." What? No. She fucking ruled this movie in those shoes. Yeah. That's fucking badass. Right. <laughs> Settle the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing I was expecting to kind of hate is Raptor Force. But I think they played it well enough throughout that movie that they never treated it like, oh, now he's got raptor pets. You know, they they always they treated it with like the he's not in control of this. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. It wasn't barely like, barely in control of this. Yeah. Not even he's he's barely guiding the situation. Yeah, right. Like, and I, I thought they did a, a really good job with that. I. Well, I was sort yeah, of expecting like, like, like that part ended up being one of the better parts of the movie. Yeah. Aside from all the military stuff, which I didn't like any of. Like, like I, like, I, I like that like Raptor Force seemed like as bad an idea as making super duper dinosaur. Yes. And it was just like, well, yep. bad idea versus bad idea. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Well, he's <laughs> like, whoever wins, we <laughs> <yeah>. lose. <laughs> he's like, okay, well, it's a bad idea, but if I'm not there, it will be a worse idea yeah. really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the D'Onofrio character's idea that basically, like, he taught these raptors how to basically sit, and now they're ready for tactical missions yeah. is insane. That character is just like, great, let's put him into war. And it's like, dude, what on earth? I mean, you were the worst military strategist yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's the generic just dumb part of the movie. And and I know that's, like, all the leftover stuff from the John Sayles draft from, yeah. like, 10 years ago, where it was, like... Raptor human hybrids running around doing military maneuvers. Like I understand like that the original movie was basically his subplot, but if the Raptors were bred with humans somehow, (laughs) sure. Like human DNA in them. And that was the original movie. Dumbass (laughs) DNA. Um, but, But like in some ways I find like, because I work in corporate America, I find that character super realistic because you say, Oh cool. Hey, look, I figured out how to do something. They're like, oh, well, let's make a shitload of money off it. Yeah, it can do this. Ahead. Like, yeah. full steam ahead. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's implement take it. it. Yeah, implement it. It's make like, it no, happen. No. I've only tested this scale. one time, and it went both good and bad. Yeah. No, right. forget that. Yeah. It'll and work then when fine. It goes We're going to implement it's... it across the entire company <laughs> yeah. right now, and you're in charge of it. <laughs> yeah. Do it. And when it goes do bad, it or you're fired. It's, it's your fault. Yeah, when it goes bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry to yell at everybody real quick. No, but, um, I mean, yeah, that does make... It, it, you still can't help watching it and go, God, guy, you're the worst. But, yeah, you're right. It's every corporate idiot ever. It's just like, yeah. wow, you totally sharpened that pencil with that thing, and now you should sharpen all the pencils that way, and it'll work. Do yeah. it. <laughs> Why people yeah. don't bring up good ideas in meetings, because it's like... Exactly. I we could yeah. do this, and then it'd be like, oh, really? You, you can do that? Do it now. Why yeah. isn't it done yet? Do it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah, but I, I just I didn't I didn't like that subplot because that was by far the most forced thing in the movie. Like, like I could I and it feels like you almost didn't need it. Like, like it was fine with shit went wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, like shit went wrong here. Do you really need to add? OK. And then this shit went more wrong because of yeah more dumb choices. Yeah. You could have just had Pratt be like, well, this is our last resort. Let's try this. And it goes wrong, and you're like, well, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's what happens. They're fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. So <laughs> you kind of didn't need that middle hour of the guy just being mm-hmm. like, do it. It's going to be the best ever. Yeah. Call the board. 
Which really, I want to sit on these engine board meetings where they're like, uh-huh. "Yeah, we got Raptors, and they're going to go to Afghanistan." And it's like, well, it's no, this asshole not. selling them that's seen like one second of a possibility of something working, yeah. and it's just, yeah, I know. But those be the who best he's trying to be the fucking ever. hero in the meeting, like of a guy who has raised these things from birth, yeah. and still like is like. They'll probably eat me if I turn my back on them. Yeah, right. You know, which he's is like, no, this will work. That first scene demonstrates. Yeah, he's like, he barely gets out of there with his life, and D'Onofrio's like, great, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, did you not just see <laughs> what just happened? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, the one thing I think this is right, like genuinely missing that the first two especially have mm-hmm. is you think of the two T Rex scenes in the first movie and the second movie. And they're like 15 minute long scenes of just like push and pull and sustained like, okay, oh God, we needed it. Like, this is going to work. Oh God, this didn't quite work. Now we got to improvise and figure out a way out. And this movie is more just bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Done. Like, like, all right, we're out of that. Good. Now, now let's take a breather and oh shit, something's going wrong. Like, but you know, there's that spacing that, you know, like when you watch the T-Rex on the cliffs, cliffside scene, like that scene's intense. Yeah. For so long yeah. that makes it that much better. Whereas this, there's never, I mean, there are attacks by this, by the Indominus Rex that are, none of them feel like they're this sustained thing. No. I mean, even the end one feels a bit rushed. Yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate because like all the best action is in that last third by far. I mean, I would say the closest they got to those two scenes is when it's attacking the kids in the gyro spear thing. Yeah. But that's over super quick. But it is sort of that drawn out, like, the stakes keep raising. Mm-hmm. How are they going to get yeah. out of and this? Then the cell phone starts yeah. ringing. But then yeah. it's like they immediately get out of it. And it's like, oh, well, that could have gone on a little yeah, longer. Yeah, it's like kind of one of those things where, like, if you had a Spielberg making this movie, that scene would that have been, scene been a centerpiece. Yeah. And it would have been a lot longer. Yeah. And there would have been... You know, like each of these scenes has like a first, second and third act almost. Yeah. Like like they're their own little mini movie. And yeah. you don't quite get these with, you know, that happening with these action scenes. Like the most sustained thing is when one of the kind of minor characters gets grabbed by the pterodactyls. Oh, God. And like Ugh. that scene is like kind of fucked up. Yes. And it's weird because like that character gets a worse fate than characters who deserve to get fucking wrecked. Yeah. And it's kind of like Dominus wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but that that's like, and, and that kind of speaks no, to a lesser level of filmmaking. Yeah. I was going to say there's, there's no, like there's no plot reason. Like we don't have a connection to that character no, at all. No, I don't know if maybe it's just, maybe I, they had this scene planned and pulled yeah. back on that character, but like, it seems like that's reserved for like the minor villain of the. That's like the D'Onofrio character, right? Would get that kind of treatment because yeah. he's been a dick the entire time. That that scene felt like it was out of the Lost World because, like you were saying, how mean that movie feels. Mm-hmm. That scene out of for nowhere, characters who don't deserve their yeah. fates. Yeah, it just seems unnecessarily mean for a long period of time. It's like, okay, let this poor character out of out of his or her misery because. This is uncomfortable. It's like, yeah. okay, yes. <laughs> I honestly like the fact that it's more like real life. I mean, like, why would the dinosaurs have a specific vendetta? I mean, I know it's a storytelling thing, but yeah. I like that it's like, you know, wrong place, wrong time, you know? Yeah, sure. It is, but it doesn't really speak to anything other than, hey, these dinosaurs are fucking people up. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like it, it, and it doesn't need to be as close as it is no. because you follow that character all the way until they're fucking dead. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, 
I would have rather that have happened to the guy who was in the the bar with the two margaritas who grabs them and runs <laughs> yeah. off. I would have rather that had happened to that guy because fuck that mm-hmm. guy. No. Because he like- took his and his date's margarita and was like, fuck this, dinosaurs, I'm leaving. <laughs> I That guy deserved that fate. That was so dumb. But I loved it, I think, because it was yeah. a dumb thing yeah. and like I know. I know I know all the reasons they put it in the movie. Sure. Um but it's amazing how many people fucking keyed on that right away. Mm-hmm. Um and it was quick. Like it wasn't like it was it was a <laughs> they didn't focus on it. It wasn't slow. Yeah. But everybody caught it. Somehow mm-hmm. they did it just so that nobody missed it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, Given where I am right now, I'm telling you that if dinosaurs attacked tonight there would be people doing things like that. Yeah, because oh, yeah. they probably sure. paid twenty dollars for that margarita. Yeah, but sure. they they deserve to, to get eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, whatever, Chuck. I'm just saying. I don't. Most I don't know if I subscribe to your Dino Justice or whatever you think this movie oh, should. That have. would be a great movie. Put that in the notebook. <laughs> no, I mean Dino Justice. I, I guess it just Dino it, Justice. It, it feels weird this to summer. it to me. It just felt weird to focus so much on that death, and then an, all the other ones seem to happen almost off camera. Yeah. I mean, when that whole team gets wiped out, there are a couple of like where you see them, but mo- for the most part, it's just like flash cut away as soon as they're getting, getting chomped. Yeah. It, and it just, it felt odd yeah. to me, like, like to focus on that one so much. They were like, okay, we've got one scene in this movie where we can really torture someone with dinosaurs. And it's like, wait, you picked that character to do it too? Yeah. It's like, you can still do that sequence. Fine. I think the, the, the logistical part of that sequence is great. But it's just the person it happens to is like, well, that's kind of pushing it. That's yeah. mean. Yeah. You know, it's like, do that to someone else. Though I, yeah. I, I get I get Harlow's point, though, that, you know, the dinosaurs don't really care. Mm-hmm. Although I... I <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I do wish that we had had some better, you know, better villain deaths. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's no reason for the dinosaurs to pick anyone specifically. No. It is a shame that they focused on... Yeah. Yeah. Could have... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm of two minds on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like, to me, I, I think so much of the enjoyment was actually seeing, like, the promise of what they were, what they wanted in Jurassic Park was, like, a functioning park with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And to actually have that happen and be like, yeah, I would totally fucking go to this place. Oh, yeah, you know it's, like, $10,000, but yeah, you would save whatever. that money if, if you they could. They had a coupon day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, but that... To me, that's the fun part of this movie is like, okay, you actually get to see the park working. Yeah. You know, and having a monorail and just all these crazy rides, though, I they would never, ever let that whole gyroscope thing where you can go wherever you want. No. Like, that shit no. would be on such a track yes. that you could not change no matter what you did. Because there would be idiots just bumping into all the dinosaurs. Like, uh, ah, dinosaur bump. Ah. Yeah, you'd have some <laughs> broken dino legs. Yeah. It's like, no. The, no way. That would just yeah. be go wherever you want. Yeah. Nope. 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 No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. The studio tour at Universal. You can't even... You can't even step away from the guy. They're like, no, get back over here. Yeah. They um they do a really good job of building a theme park world. Like Oh yeah. It's realistic. It like like I'm yeah, surprised how many people are pissed off at it uh, for being commercial when it's like right. have you ever stepped foot in a theme park? There's like yeah. a fucking Johnny Rockets. There's branding yeah. for everything everywhere yeah. in every theme park. If I think it's a lot of it's a lot of middle America people. Who, who just don't have theme parks? Who to go don't to. have like yeah. huge corporate theme parks? They've got like Kennywood or whatever. 
whatever those fucking places are. Yeah. Um, Knott's Berry Farm, maybe. <laughs> um, where it's like, you know, where it's just like eight roller coasters mm-hmm. and a bunch of merry-go-rounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really being really disparaging towards these people. But, <laughs> Sorry, um, fly over states. <laughs> I think Rogers has a theme park. What's no? that? I, don't, I, th- I think you mean Dollywood. Kenny Rogers doesn't have a theme park. But now, there's Dollywood. a place yeah, called Kennywood. Kennywood. But- yeah, he's got a chicken place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but I mean, I, I know different things work for different people. But Kennywood's I'm in just, Pennsylvania. There you go. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I've just, I've been amazed at how angry the product placement makes so many people about this movie. It's weird. Where it's something that like I genuinely, it never even crossed my mind. You know, Chuck, you talked about the, to when we were just discussing it on, uh, I think it was on Twitter or whatever, Twitter. but like the Mercedes shot when it arrives, like you're like, man, it was like a Mercedes commercial. I d- it never even crossed my mind. I didn't, watching I didn't it. notice it. And I saw that interaction between you guys. Yeah. I noticed the Mercedes like it, it was more not during the driving scenes. There were two scenes where they parked that car and shot it like a car commercial. And it was just odd. And, and they've I, done that in so many other movies with no and I product only, placement. I though, only so. equate it to, like I said, like the scenes in 24 when all of a sudden Jack Bauer is in a, a Hyundai thing. Mm. And it's like, oh, obviously this car is sponsoring this episode because they are shooting yeah. this car like a porno. <laughs> it's yeah. It just I felt just, like that for half a second. It didn't bother me. It was just like, well, this is the oddest p- product placement. Whereas the other mentions of the companies were normal. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you don't remember Jurassic Park, that movie was entirely about the marketing of a theme park. Right. I mean, that thing had branding everywhere. That was kind of the meta joke of that movie was that it was so branded. Yeah. Well, I love that there's a character in. In this movie, who went on eBay and specifically got a Jurassic Park t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. Which pissed off his boss to no end. Don't you know the people died? And he's like, well, yes. And I thought that guy was great comic relief, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jake Johnson. Yeah. I I thought he was really great. I liked his character a lot. I I love the... Basically, the last joke they get with him when everyone's evacuating was just like... (laughs) It was perfect. It was the best thing. Like, like... Yep. they, They just... They gave him a lot of the good, funny lines that I felt like he like was the Chris Pratt of basically the movie. didn't have. Yeah. yeah, he was basically that guy. Oh, just... and God, that re- like the reaction when Chris Pratt gets mad and did you in, notice in the room? Did did you guys notice that uh, uh, Doctor Malcolm's book? Yeah, he had his was book. was on that on his desk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. Someone was yeah. reading it on the train too, or the plane, or whatever. That's well, that great. makes sense. I would, yeah, I would totally read that book on my way to Jurassic World. Right. Mm-hmm. What am I in store for? Oh dear God! <laughs> yeah, and I didn't, I didn't hate the kids. I mean, the older brother kind of sucked. Like he was just kind of a dick. What but is they, he like? Seventeen? Yeah, was, it, but I mean, seventeen-year-old sucks. Yeah, and it's teenagers kinda, are shit. Yeah, teenagers <laughs> are shit. He's probably been there Sorry, a, a dozen times already because his aunt works there. You know, it's kind of like I don't think. Probably not. No, but but the way he was just acting was just like girls must stare at them. It's like, come on, you're he's teenagers to, are he's, a little more skilled than that. He's trying to be cool or no. whatever. It just no, I'm not saying are, they're skilled. Teenagers I'm are saying shit. slightly more than that, which is just stare at every woman in theme park. I mean, for God's sakes, that was yeah. his character. His whole character was I stare at ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. And then it's like he snaps out of it at one. He's just like it's like when he gets doused with water at the shark exhibit. He's just like, oh, yeah, theme park. Oh, this is great. Okay, fun. 
it's weird. <laughs> he finally sees something that impresses him, and he I sees know. he sees from the perspective of his younger brother. Finally, and, and that's the one clear. time you should have been like looking around and staring at the ladies. There was probably lots of wet T-shirts. There you go. Yes, I, go. I honestly thought he was going to be pissed that his phone just got ruined. That too. <laughs> that 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 was what I was All expecting to happen in that scene. Yeah. All yeah. their <laughs> incorrectly held phones mm-hmm. shooting wrong aspect video <laughs> were <laughs> ruined, Assholes. and they deserved it. <laughs> Vertical Bring your video, iPad moron. to a fucking yeah. splash zone. Fuck you. <laughs> That's why that camera no no those are not apart. they were Galaxy tabs because oh, it's a Samsung. Oh right, sorry. Yes. iPads are immediately <laughs> disabled upon entry to the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't mind either of them. There's, it's really, honestly, the only character I just didn't think worked was Vincent D'Onofrio's character because he was so one note about everything and just like so aggressively, like, this is the worst plan, but I'm fucking doing it. But, yeah, because like the script was telling him to, yeah. not for any other motivation. Yeah, there, there's no logic behind it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, just like the one other like little thing, like, as a person who works in a room that looks like their big control center, mm-hmm. like I was appreciating like the dumb, just like put up the heart rates of all the, the dudes and just have yeah. people standing around watching them die. Um, the thing that let me down a little bit was when they showed that glimpse of the park attendants and it was clearly a digital readout. And the fact that they yeah. never cut back to that number ticking down as the dinosaurs were knocking people <laughs> off would have been fucking amazing. And just people standing there in horror like, what do we do as this number is just ticking down as people are dying? But they never went that far. But do they bummer. are they keeping track of how many people die? Oh, they have the wristbands on. They could be measuring heart rate or something. They can guess, explain that. I guess they could. All the dumb shit in this movie, thought, they can I honestly explain thought that. like... It's a fast pass and a Fitbit. And yeah, one. it's all that. Yeah, it's well, Jurassic that's basically World, that's man. basically <laughs> what Disney does now. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Their little smart band or yeah, whatever they call that's it. What, yeah. Um, but I thought it was going to be like a like a tracker. Mm-hmm. I was fully expecting when she said wristband, yeah. it was they were going to spend three minutes going. Okay, this shows. This will show us your location. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. This will will be able to track you. We'll be able to monitor your you know your heartbeat to make sure that you're still alive. <laughs> right. And all that important shit. Right. I thought that the, <laughs> that, that was actually what they were going to do with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they missed an opportunity with that mm-hmm. because that is sort of the next logical step, and that's actually what sort of where Disney is going with their right. with yeah. their. But that's just that's just the kind of thing I was talking about. Like, if you just give it one more pass, you like yep. see all the components of this movie and go, "How can that be better?" Oh, yeah. they've got these wristbands on. We've got this digital readout. You know, just these little tiny yeah. details and that they track everything else, yeah. and they like exactly just yeah. little little things here and there. And if we want to, there's I, I want to nitpick a couple things. Yeah, all right. Um, because they're the types of things that pull me out of movies. Okay. Um. Even if it's for a split second, uh, there are two things I want to nitpick: the helicopter, and what's wrong with the helicopter? I'll tell you in a second. Okay. And uh, Chris Pratt's motorcycle riding through the darkness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first thing, the helicopter. Yeah. Um, the first time we get to see the helicopter come in for landing, looks like a toy on a wire. <laughs> it did look a little weird. It looks like a junky toy on the on a wire. And I'll tell you why it also looks like garbage for the rest of the shots that aren't big wide shots. Mm-hmm. The tail rotor yeah. doesn't rotate unless it's a wide shot. Oh. <laughs> Not at all. And I, I 
I thought I saw it when it was first coming in for a landing and looked like a toy. I was mm-hmm. like, that looks odd. <laughs> so I started watching for it. And whenever that helicopter is on screen, if it's not a wide shot, that tail rotor is absolutely still. <laughs> and it's not a weird, like, it's, it's, you can't, you can't time it well enough with a, with a movie camera and a, an actual machine like a helicopter that needs to be making, you know, speed adjustments and all that right. to, for it to be one of those tricks of the camera like if you take a if you take a high um like a high speed uh regular DSLR mm-hmm. um high shutter speed shot of a helicopter it looks like it's stopped in the air right mm-hmm. because you know the the main rotor and the tail rotor are stopped but with a film camera or even a digital like digital movie camera you you're not going to be able to match the speed up just right so that it always looks like it's just sitting still so it's right. obviously some sort of oversight. That's something that could have taken a pass. Like somebody going, that's not... <laughs> it doesn't look right. That Maybe we should make the CG model actually move all the parts it's supposed to move. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, um, Chris Pratt is sitting in a room on a motorcycle, in a green screen room on a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even bother to bring in a, a fucking fan <laughs> to blow his hair at all. Like... He's not moving. He's in a room, and they're sh- they're either digitally shaking the camera, or they're really shaking the camera, or sure. he's on some sort of gimbal. Yeah, and that annoyed the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, how do you film that? Put a fan. <laughs> yep. Make it look like he's moving. Like yep. well, we've been doing, we've been faking movie, like moving shots yeah. for how many years? How long have we been making motion pictures? At least ten. At least ten years. <laughs> like I've seen. A million faked, not a million, but I've seen a ton of faked, like, motorcycle and vehicle shots, yeah. faked horse, you know, stuff, and they just put a fan in front of somebody, and that's all it takes is some movement, and yeah. it looks yeah. weird. Just hook up a fan. Sure. Yeah. Plug in a box fan. Turn yeah. a fan on. So are you saying you were not a fan of that shot? I was not. <laughs> I was absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I feel like we've bitched a lot about the movie, but... I. We all liked it. We all enjoyed yeah. it. That's, yeah. that's why I prefaced it by the fact that I'm nitpicking on this. Yeah. And that's, other than that, other than the few things that we nitpicked, I thought it was great. Yeah. I want to see it again. I will see it again. Yeah, I totally watch it again. Yeah. I I'd, I want to see the ending again right now. Like, yeah. when that movie was over, was I was like, good. if I could, I really want to watch that ending again because so good. It's, it's given so you, good. It's given you what you want out of that movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, my opinion, this is the second best Jurassic Park movie. I mean, yes. the first one, I think, is just so tight and so well-constructed that, you know, and actually has something to say at the same time. You know, it kind of combines all those elements. So that that's why I still think the first one's the best one. Yeah. But I think this one is is second to it because I just think the flaws of, of Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 are way, way worse than the flaws of this movie. Harlow, what about you? Uh, ditto. <laughs> did we cover everything that you hated um and then some no i i, I don't know I, I i really liked the movie i was in kind of like a uh, a very unlively theater you know mm-hmm. like just they were all the 17 year old jaded kid um <laughs> Boo. but like i i was just sitting secretly sitting there like you know enjoying every second of it so i was like yeah. you know i wish you'd been able to go away when we went because like there were cheers near the end of the movie it was like know, a very specific scene explode. I, I, if I'd been in an environment like that, I was already feeling it in a in a theater of people that probably couldn't care less. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And by the way, uh, Chuck, Chuck and I saw it in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, skip 3D. It yeah, d- it didn't add much of anything. No, really. I mean there were a couple of like attack scenes where it was like, ooh, but that was kind of gimmicky. Like yeah. the like there were times I forgot it was 3D. That's how much it didn't look through. Like there was mm-hmm. no depth perception to the shots at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just yeah. So if, if you're one of the five people who hasn't seen it yet, yeah, just just skip the 3D. Just see it in 2D. Yeah. Oh, and I do want to say people were cosplaying at the, <laughs> at the premiere yeah. that we went to. Yeah, there was an Alan Grant. Um, nice. Infinite number of just Jurassic Park t-shirts, but like yeah. there were a couple people, you know, wearing the hat, wearing the, the blue shirt and the scarf mm. and everything. I mean, it was like, very nice. Okay. <laughs> it's hardcore. I'm accidentally yeah. always John Hammond cosplay. Mm. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, people would have applauded you. Yeah. I should have walked <laughs> up to the front of the theater and announced the movie, yes. but, um, yeah. welcome yeah. to Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, um, it's a good movie. Yeah, we liked it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think we all liked it more than we were expecting to like it. I was cautiously optimistic. I was like, well, I don't know, but yeah. I was, it seemed like they could have, there could have been a whole lot of bullshit in this movie and like Raptor Force could have been really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I didn't see enough of stuff in the trailer to convince me that it was definitely not going to be a stupid pile of shit. Um <laughs> I mean, I want it. I want it to be good. Yeah. But I know that, like that, that desire for something to not be fucked up can sometimes be overwhelming to the point where I will, you know, you'll look over some stupid shit that you see in the trailer and go, "Okay, this is gonna be great anyway." Yeah. No, it, it won't be as dumb looking as it is. So I tempered my expectations and, and waited and waited and waited, and I think I was in the right frame of mind. Like people have said, this is good. I hope it's gonna be as good as people say it is, or even close. Yeah. Um, but it could still be dumb, and these people could be dumb. So, right, it yeah. worked out. That's how I think I'm gonna do things from now on. Just wait four days before I see policy. a movie. There you go. All right. Well, I think we're gonna skip emails this week. We're running low, long already. So, yeah, we had a big movie to talk about. Yeah, and we also had to talk about Jurassic World. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. Um, BJ. Yes. You want to give some contact information? Sure. Check out the website bmfcast.com. There's a, a rail on the right-hand side. It's got a bunch of buttons. What are you looking so suspect for? I'm watching Harlow mock you on the way. No. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, so there's a uh, there's a rail on the right-hand side that uh, contains all of our... Uh, a bunch of buttons that lead to all of our social stuff. You can email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. You can also give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Uh, leave us a voicemail, uh, keep it short and sweet, and you too could be featured on the podcast like many before you. Yeah, and if you send us an email, we'll get to it next week. Right. Sorry. We were busy. Yep. And we want to go home. Yes. All those things. And think about Jurassic World some more. Sure. Why not? We'll have more hot nitpicks next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See it again and pick the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Product yeah. placement. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. I'm the ghost of Harlow. And this is Banffcast Out. Thank you.